say when tell me when you're ready. I am ready. From the bunker, I'm Bob Marshall, joined by the golf pro at Kirtland Country Club in Willoughby, Ohio, Andy Deer. How's it going, Bob? Hey, how are you? Uh, not too bad, man. How was your day? Eventful. Eventful, to say the least. So, uh, this is the first episode, true episode. We have our little teaser that uh, one could say was a bit of a mess. No plans on that ever making it out there, but give it a listen, folks out there. It is... Uh, it is Andy and I in our, I guess our true, our true setting. But uh, a lot going on in the world of sports, guys. We get closer to the golf season. We have the uh, Super Bowl coming up in two weeks. Rams versus the Patriots. Uh, did you watch the games, Andy? Set on Sunday. Uh, some of them. Uh, I didn't. Didn't uh, I watched more of the Patriots uh, and the Chiefs than I did of. Uh, uh, New Orleans and uh, who they play the Chargers? No, 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 not the Chargers. The other Los Angeles team, the Rams. The Rams. Yeah, they need to move. The ones who are going they to Super Bowl back to their own own towns. <laughs> so there's there's word on the in the rumor mills that uh, there's a chance that the Chargers might not actually ever play a game in that new stadium. Uh, there's talks of them. So San Diego basically said, we don't want you back. We're not building a new stadium. Yeah. Uh, there's talks of them maybe going to St. Louis, if St. Louis is willing to build one. Um, San Antonio is on the table. Uh, places like that who have been rumored about getting teams. And, you know, every time there's a team getting ready to move, every time Jacksonville has a losing season, they start talking about it. So it's it, – I honestly don't think – I can see the Chargers moving. It's – L.A. can't support one team barely – let alone two. Yeah, there's uh, there's been rumors uh, going on the last few years that uh, Phil Mickelson might be interested in becoming a part owner of the team, and you know he is San Diego's uh, golden child. So yes. possibly, if uh, if that does ever happen, I can see them going back to San Diego. They might be like, yeah, I guess we'll we'll bring you guys back with new ownership, maybe. Well, I got a friend who who has family near the. Um... In San Diego, yeah. and from what he's what he's hearing in the, I guess on the streets in San Diego, that they're going to go to what used to be Qualcomm or whatever you want to call the stadium, uh-huh. and they're going to remodel it for SDSU and make that part of the campus. They're going to call it San Diego State West. Yeah. So if I mean if the if the university absorbs it, then and it, it belongs to the city that. Chargers have no say unless they build a new oh, stadium. Oh yeah, they. I wouldn't expect them to go back to that stadium anyway. If they did go back Please. to San Diego, I want to know because I understand the '30s when you had Cleveland Municipal Stadium, they built it, and it was a good idea to have baseball and football. But then you have places like um, where the Dolphins and the Marlins shared, the Phillies and the Eagles shared, all these different stadiums. How was that ever a good idea? Uh, Other than financially, yeah. I don't know. I feel like it was always you know, good ideas until everyone was they wanted a different a different experience out of a sports entertainment. I still say to this day that 
my the greatest sports atmosphere that I was ever in was at Veteran Stadium for a double header in the middle of a summer for the Phillies, and they were awful back then. And it was I don't I always it was always a a great memory I've had. Yeah, I went to a handful of Pirates games when they were still at Three oh. Rivers when Dad oh, that, when Dad was playing for uh, that Giant place was awful. <laughs> oh, it was terrible. Uh, it was. It, but I understand what you're saying, though. It did. It did have a bit of a, a thing about it, I guess. And it was. And part of it was just maybe because I was a kid. Yeah, I don't know. I never thought the Three Rivers had any kind of mystique around it. It was just a concrete block that exactly had sticky stuff on the floor. <laughs> Well, uh, continuing on to uh, to what else we got going on. Uh, the PTA Tour season good starts kind of moving ahead. We're going to the Tory Pines this week. Or let me double check. It's the Farmers Insurance Open, I believe. Uh, yeah, I believe uh, that's what it is. So it's a Tory Pines Golf Club. Uh, it says south on the schedule, but if I'm not mistaken, they use both courses. Yeah, correct? so the first two days uh, you play one round on the south, one round on the north, and then the second two days – uh, on on the weekend, you just play the the north or not the north the south. So everyone's, I guess, favorite golden child of golf, Tiger Woods, is playing in Tory. He does well at Tory. Uh, traditionally, he's won a lot of tournaments there. So there's the Tiger effect, and everyone you hear about the people on ESPN and golf channels and such talk about the. The Tiger effect, I personally don't care for it. I, I I feel like by having the Tiger effect, you're not drawing attention to the guys like Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas, Dustin Johnson, um, because of what they did and can continue to bring to the sport, where you have a 42-year-old man who's still good, but he's not what he was. And I feel like it's they're doing those other guys a disservice. What do you think? I, I... – couldn't uh, agree less with you on that. I think I think it's all it's all great in terms of marketing because the Tiger effect. What what people what type of person are they bringing into is the tiger is Tiger bringing into the game? The 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 non golf exactly. Fan. So he's bringing in people who aren't going to be watching it anyway. So he's bringing in people to watch and. Yeah, you know, they're showing a lot of Tiger Woods, but they're also showing a lot of, you know, Jordan Spieth, Dustin Johnson's, uh, Justin Thomas, you know, all these younger guys who are, you know, explosive and electric. And, you know, who knows? It, it could get, you know, a handful of those people interested in the game further or, you know, a lot more than just watching Tiger Woods. So I think it's a great marketing thing for the tour because, one, it adds excitement. Two, it brings in people who aren't going to be watching it anyway. And three, you know, it could be bringing it could those people could be staying for for a lot longer. I see what you're saying, uh, and it's also you have to look Tiger. Tiger's biggest time in the sport was the late '90s, early 2000s, and that was when golf was probably at its at one of its highest uh, interest levels. And it was because every time Tiger took the course, you know, there was a chance he was going to. He was going to go all four rounds leading and take all the Yeah, trophy. because he was a cultural phenomenon. Yeah. And it, he was bigger than golf, which is the first golfer who we could say really that was bigger than golf. Yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah. I would say I would say so. He did have some predecessors like Arnold Palmer or, or you know, I don't know. Jack really wasn't bigger than the game. Uh, he didn't have the following that Arnold did. But, yeah, uh, I would say he's he was one of the bigger – Bigger uh, golfers, I would say, yeah. So let's well, let's let's kind of tie this into something, and it's something you and I talked about um, yesterday a little bit through text about Mariano Rivera uh, being the first uh, unanimous vote into the the Hall of Fame. I don't. I think in today's generation of sports, where you have things like the Tiger Effect, where it's, it's driven so much by the sports media. There's 24-hour sports media. There's ESPN, Fox News, uh, NBC Sports, CBS Sports, and so on, to where Mariano Rivera plays. If he has the same career that he had in the 70s, he's not going to 
first battle hall of famer solely based on he did get the coverage that he got do you agree on that uh yeah i kind of feel the same way about uh derek jeter too i think he would have been uh well a okay player if he played for kansas city but he played for new york and now he's you know the savior of baseball even though he's greatly overrated and doesn't have the numbers that any of his contemporaries had i mean you gotta give the fact he did the 3,000 hits um, which is a long shed which is number yeah, yeah which is so we yeah, pete, pete rose i was we were doing this the other day with some friends and we were talking about pete rose and ted williams and such and i looked i never actually took the time to look at pete rose's stats and what made Pete Rose good was he played for 23 yeah, years. He, he has the most hits in all of baseball, but he also has the most at-bats, the most games played. So, you know, of course he's going to have a better chance of doing that than anyone else. It's kind of Brett Favre, if we're talking effects, I guess, it's kind of like a Brett Favre effect where if you just play enough, you're going to break Yeah, records. exactly. So, so kind of tying this back into the, the Tiger effect, I, I going into this, and you and I have talked about this before, and I feel like I do agree. I agree with you now more so than than previously. It's having Tiger on there and just Tiger, just having Tiger on the schedule brings people. When Tiger makes the weekend, uh, it's always a good thing for golf. Now that you know that you talked me into it, uh, just because, like you were saying, it's you have you have Tiger Woods and he's there. So to kind of keep on this whole Tiger effect and the other players, you, you mentioned Jordan Spieth earlier. So the guy played lights out from what 2015 into 2017. If he if he was putting on his golf shoes, there was a chance he was going to win the tournament. And then last year he fell off. Do you think that has anything to do with 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 him in his head? Is it something with his equipment, with the way he's swinging the club? Uh, I I don't think it's anything. I think you know golf is cyclical. You're not you you can't perform at that high of a level for that long. You know. It's how unless you're tired. well, even even with Tiger, like how many he, you know, he granted, you know, a lot of it was physical stuff, but still, he it, he still had you know his ups and downs. In in '98, you know, he didn't he barely did anything compared to what he did in like you know 2000. So I still think it's all cyclical. I think I don't I don't I don't think there's any anything wrong with Jordan Spieth and I I don't know I hate when people are going especially you know someone on on Sirius XM PGA Tour radio Hank Haney <clears throat> uh, whenever he starts whenever he starts you know going on a rant about up oh, Jordan's got the yips up oh, oh, he's just trying to get listeners in he Jordan doesn't have the yips come on he if you look at his stats he's missed if you break it down like there's only he's only missing a little bit more than what he used to so you know i don't think it's that big of an issue i think he all of a, he'll all of a sudden get hot again and just go and i i get it and we were with with your hank haney <clears throat> we were that's one thing that you were talking again with this uh, previous about the 24-hour sports media and uh so hank haney is to golf i don't spend a lot of time listening to sirius xm hank haney but it seems like he could be somewhat of the, uh, the Stephen A. Smith of the golf world where you have to have something to talk about every day because you have a show every day. So now you need to freak out about things. Yeah, I, uh, I almost called into his show the other day. I was, I was uh, driving somewhere. I don't even remember where I was going. But I was uh, driving and uh, he was talking about the new, uh, the new rules where you're allowed to leave the, the flag stick in on the greens. And he starts going on about how if your PGA pro isn't teaching you how to putt with the flag in, he's doing you a disservice, blah, blah, blah. I almost called in there and just started laying into him about how stupid that was. Because how many – So yeah, go ahead. So so help me with that. Why is that a rule? Because I I played with you since we were in, what, seventh grade? And it's always been take the pin out because – it has a better chance of going in the hole, right? Yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, I when I play by myself, there's a lot of the times I'll leave the flag in just to you know save time. Just and that's really all it is. It's a to save time thing, so you don't sit around and dilly dally around the hole asking, "Hey, you want it in? Oh, you want it out? Blah blah blah." Well, you know that's going to happen now because you're going to be asking people if you want them in, want it in or out now. But now they're they're hoping that it is it's that 
you can just go up there and start hitting putts or whatever, and you don't have to worry about leaving the flag in. But I think leaving the flag in, for the most part, is a bad idea. Because in my experience with leaving the flag in, you know, when I'm playing by myself a lot, is that I don't think I've ever hit a putt where it went in with the flag stick in, and I go, ah, thank God that flag stick was in there. If that flag stick wasn't in there, that wasn't going in. But there's been a lot of times where I've hit putts and it hits the flag stick and it pops out. And I go, oh, that would have been in if the flag stick wasn't in or wasn't in. So I. So then you work yourself down for a three and walk on, that? right? Walk yourself down for a three and oh, head to the next tee box. <laughs> uh, but no, it, yeah, I think uh, I don't think it's a good idea at all. I think the only time that you would ever leave a flag stick in is if you're, you know, way above the hole and it's going to be nothing but a drag race down the hill, you know, at least put like a backstop up there to stop it. Yeah. yeah. Hit something. Yeah. Like I remember one time it was my, it was my junior year of college. We're playing at the Springfield country club, which uh, hosts a, a U.S. open qualifier now. Uh, and on the first hole, I four putted the damn thing because of the same exact reason I was, I hit the ball onto the front of the green the pin was back middle-ish, so I put it in an okay spot, and I hit it up there. I hit it a little bit too hard, and I was about four feet past the hole. That four-footer I missed, and it went – I lift, power, power lipped out, and it was 15 feet down the hill. Right back to where you well, began. Well, yeah, exactly. So I think that's really the only, the only spot where you would think about putting the flag in because if they would the, you know, catch a piece of the flag, it would take off some momentum and, and leave it. Yeah, a little bit closer. And um, so we have the pin, leaving the pin in, the rule changes there. Um, I noticed there, I saw something where you can only drop the ball from your knees. <laughs> yes. Uh, and again, that's nothing but a time thing. Because if, if you're ever watching golf on TV and they, they make drops, how many times have you seen them have to drop twice and then place it? And, yeah. that's, because, yeah, and that's because they're dropping it from, you know, six foot high you know a lot of these guys are huge they're dropping it from six foot high it hits the ground and it hops forward closer to the pin or whatnot so they have to drop again and then after that drop they get to place it so it, it takes time so they're thinking that if you're dropping it from a you know a shorter length then it's not going to be carrying momentum when it hits the ground and hopping all over the place chances are it's going to come to rest where it lands so is and I understand a lot of sports, baseball is doing pace of play, football, basketball. Well, basketball is not doing pace of play. That's a problem. But all these sports are doing pace of play. So that, that's golf's way of pace of play is making things go faster in that manner. Yeah, yep. You know what sport that needs to do a pace of play check is football. Oof. 100%. 100%. And that takes us kind of to another thing that, again, you and I talked about this weekend. Replay. Replay is in, is in all sports. I'm, I'm not mistaken. Is it in golf at all yet? Uh, ye, well, unofficially. And because uh, sometimes when there's an issue with rules, uh, after the round, they'll bring them into the uh, rules, uh, the rules uh, van or whatever they're using at the time. And uh, they'll look at the video and uh, review it going, hey, well, uh, you know, did you clip that piece of grass? Well, you, you know, it, that rule isn't in effect anymore. But, you know, did you do this? Did you do that? Did the ball move? Blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, there, there kind of is the replay in, uh, in golf, but it's unofficial. So, I mean, bear with us, listeners. We haven't bounced around a lot. But so when you, you and I were texting during the, uh, the Patriots-Chiefs game with the Julian Edelman ball that didn't hit his hand but kind of looked like a muff punt, and scoop and scored for the Chiefs, was called back, and the Chiefs ended up losing. Uh, my biggest thing with that is replaying sports. All you do is you hear these clowns talk about pace of play, pace of play, pace of play, and baseball's bad. And you and I are huge baseball fans. We're traditionalists. We don't want all that garbage in baseball. Um, but it takes too long to do replay. So why are you even complaining about pace of play? Yeah, exactly. You should get you should get three camera angles. Two looks per camera angle, and then make a call. If you need to zoom in by pixels, like they tried to do at the uh, with the Patriots game, then you're just wasting people's time. And also, it happened in the World Series in 2016 when the Indians played the um, 
the Cubs, Lonnie Chisenhall got called out at second base for sliding, and while he was sliding, his waist came off of the bag, but his knees and his hands were on the were on the ground. Yeah. That's not what not what replay was yeah. meant for. And uh, it's it's ridiculous, and it's just we've gotten to the point where we're. It's nice to have technology. It's nice to to use it for when you need it for when stupid things happen. But a sport like football doesn't use it in the proper manner. Well, they use it because they football need football. Never does. They, football they, never uses anything in the proper manner, though. <laughs> to include their heads and everything uh-huh. else. But no, it's just getting to the point where I get it, I understand it. But you watch a basketball game, like right now, I have the uh, Spurs seventy sixers game on just on mute. It's just on TV, and there's ten minutes, just over ten minutes left in the game. The uh, Spurs are up two. There's probably going to be four reviews this yeah. quarter. And it's all going to be within the last five minutes, and you're just going to sit here and just want to just ram your head against the wall because now it's boring. You, uh, you know what sport does do uh, replay, right? What's this that? Sport that I'm sitting here waiting on uh, to come on on ESPN right now. Tennis. How did you – I never understood how you and tennis became a thing, but uh, – I don't know. I'm... I just like to sit there and watch the ball go back and forth like a cat. <laughs> so, uh, so to kind of bring everything we've talked about for the last twenty or so minutes, um, we talked about the Tiger effect. You did change my mind, which you're from time to time pretty good at. Uh, having Tiger on the course brings people to the course and brings people to watch it, and that should hopefully bring more. More eyes out for the people like the Jordan Spieth, Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau, and even some of those smaller guys coming up who uh, aren't aren't yet everything that they maybe can and should be. And then we also talked about replay, uh, how twenty four hour sports media is just guys reaching for for stories, so they have to talk about something, so they just yell at people and have them call in. Which is one thing I try to stay away from when I spent my short time on the radio was. If there wasn't anything to talk about, we just talked about which sandwich shop was better, which the answer is and always will be Jimmy John's, <laughs> uh, which is another conversation for another day. But so, yeah, quit trying to force things in sports. And um, but, yeah, I agree. The Tiger effect. It makes sense. Thanks for changing my mind. I may not be a smart person, but I know what golf is. <laughs> so for. Uh, <laughs> If our podcast gets followed by anyone in particular, what is your Hiram Golf uh, Twitter handle? Yeah, so my Hiram Golf Twitter handle. Uh, let me double check to make sure I'm doing it right. Uh, Hold on a second. I'm pulling it up. While you're looking, I'll give people a little teaser because uh, you use it and you post a lot of just golf-related stuff. And it's it's really it's, – it's interesting because, you know, it's, it is for the college. So you're not posting – Anything other than just golf. And uh, you shared the other day the Sun Mountain Motor or the Sun Mountain Fin Cycle, which is basically a motorcycle for your golf bag. Yeah. So, uh, first off, I found it. <laughs> it is, it's just straight higher men's golf. Uh, no, uh, no punctuation or apostrophes or anything. Just higher men's golf. So, H I R A M M A N golf. Uh, no. Man or man? Men's, uh, so it's yeah. S M E N. Yeah, so it's H uh, I R A M M E N S G O L F. Golf starts with an. It has an O in it, not a U. For anyone who's in Florida living by the golf. Yes, exactly. Um, but yeah, where were we? What were we? What were you bringing up? Oh yeah, 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 about the, 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 uh, yeah, the uh, Sun Mountain uh, Golf Cycle, Fin Cycle, they're calling it. So you had the opportunity to test drive it this yeah, fall. Yeah, right? so uh, I did have the opportunity to test drive it this fall. So if anyone's seen it, uh, they're uh, they're apparently debuting it at the uh, at the at the golf show down in the PGA show down in Orlando this week. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's pretty fun. It's got a little electric motor in it. It's uh, actually pretty light. So uh, if anyone you know, wants to buy it for themselves. I don't know if they're selling it to the golfer yet. I think they're just selling it to courses now to, to rent out. But eventually if anyone wants to buy it, 
it's uh it's light enough where you can fold it up and put it in your car uh depending on what car you have obviously i don't think it's going to be be getting into a, a small a small coupe or anything but uh yeah it's got a little uh, electric motor on it you put your clubs in the middle so you're kind of straddling your clubs and uh you just go it's got a little it's got the uh the gas on your uh on your right hand on the on the uh handlebars and you got brakes on both hands. It's exactly like a motorcycle for the most part. I can tell you though, it does not go fast enough to jump T boxes. I I attempted to do that. And as we found after our senior homecoming, golf carts are fast enough to jump T boxes. Uh, actually, this thing goes about the same speed as a golf cart. Uh, as a as a normal golf cart, you know, some of these private carts that people have get all souped up. But yeah. So golf.com has a write-up on it. Um, Andy, if, if you Google the, the, the cycle, you can share it to the, uh, the Hiram page. Uh, I think I did already, actually. But, it's on there. Well, golf.com just posted something. It was the four things, the four products that caught my eye on day one of the PGA show, Demo Day 2019. It's written by Michael Chowalski. C-H-W-A. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah it's, it's already up there. All right, so he talks about a golf ball, and then he goes in and talks about the, the cycle. has a 36-hole charge, which is, uh, I mean, if you're planning on having a, having a nice, you know, a morning round and an afternoon round, definitely going to set you up for something there. As long as you're not, uh, you're not playing my kind of golf, the military golf, where you go left, right, left, right, left, right. <laughs> At least you're not playing desert golf. <laughs> hey, i played plenty of desert golf, especially at Angel Park. <laughs> I'll take a free round if anyone from Angel Park is listening. I need to redeem myself because that round was it almost nine years ago now was dreadful. <laughs> Everyone's sitting there thinking, what, what would have happened? Uh, was it 61 on the front? 81 on the front. No, it was 81 on the front. And I shot like a, I mean, I shot like a 58 on the back. <laughs> but you still shot an 81 on the front. My... What was funny was I had played so many rounds of golf that summer. Uh, it was the last summer that I was single uh, before I met my ex-wife. And I just went out and played, I was playing a lot of golf. That has nothing to do with my ex-wife. But, <laughs> but I was uh, I was playing a lot of golf. And so I was I was excited to go meet you and your parents in Vegas because, you know, I was like, you know what? I finally got this down and I'm going to go out there and have a good round. And uh, I did. I had an awful round. Um, and that's when I misused the word scratch golfer for the first time. What? <laughs> We had the guy we played with. He was, I think, a doctor or a lawyer or something in Las Vegas. And he had said something. He was talking to me. And he was like, so, uh, you know, how are you guys? I said, well, you know, I said, Andy over there, he plays college golf at Hiram. And I said, you know, I'm just a scratch golfer. <laughs> you told him that. I didn't even know that. <laughs> <laughs> what I meant is, like, I was on the impression. <laughs> what? You were not. broke up on that one. I thought scratch was a negative thing to be a <laughs> scratch golfing is not a negative thing for people out there. Scratch golfers are for your one handicaps. That was not not me at all. I, I, I never knew that. Yeah, so I said scratch golfer, and then I went out and shot eighty one on the front uh-huh. nine. So uh, clearly not not a scratch golfer. Uh, that's that's funny. That was the same guy that kept complaining about how hot it was. Yeah, still, I mean, it was still a fun round, and I think that next, I think later that summer or something before, I got some lessons from uh, your your college golf coach, Dave, and I'm now adequate enough on the golf course to enjoy the game. <laughs> to not to not feel embarrassed the entire round. Exactly, and it's it's funny because I play I play out here with in Utah with some of my friends, and they're they're a lot of them are just starting, and uh, some of them look at me like I'm the one knows what i'm talking about like i'm the good one and i'm like no i i'm not a good golfer that's <laughs> i'm just I, that's pretty sad I'm just out here <laughs> all these guys it's i mean it is what it is i mean they haven't played that long but you know we're still working on getting the hips through and getting the ball off the ground and that kind of stuff i sent you the video a couple months back of my one friend and he's you said you said you've seen trees more rooted or less rooted or something yeah like that. he uh his feet were in concrete oh i i didn't I tell? I called him Jimmy Hoffa, didn't I? Because <laughs> his feet were in yeah, concrete. Yeah, concrete. <laughs> yeah. 
But no, it's uh, it's just the thing is, and that's that's one thing that I enjoy about the king of golf is you don't have to be good. It's not like it's baseball where you can get discouraged if you don't hit the ball. I you don't have to. Be I good. I don't know that feeling. Sorry. Because you've been playing since what you were eight. Oh no, feeling discouraged for not being able to hit some, hit a baseball. <laughs> and it's also again that you can play when you're old. I'm uh, I'll be thirty here in a couple of weeks. By no stretch of the imagination is that old. But my body feels like it's old. And I know golf is one sport that I uh, I won't have to worry about uh, not being able to enjoy for a long time. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, feel like, uh, I feel like I probably would retire earlier than normal compared to everyone else. Like, I feel like you, you know, you would probably, you know, keep going. Me, I think as soon as I, you know, I can't shoot a certain score or something or, you know. I feel like my skills are diminishing. I'll probably give it up. Well, that's the thing, though, is that you play competitively. You, you played in tournaments. I've been the fourth guy in a force. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that, I mean, it is what it is, and it's a good time. And I, we, you and I play golf for different reasons. I play for fun, for camaraderie, and you play to win. Uh, nothing wrong with it. And it's just you would have to kind of reprogram the way you play golf due to the reason that you're just you're not out there to win yeah. anymore. I also enjoy retirement sports a lot, like shuffleboard and pickleball. So, uh, I want to play pickleball. I've seen it played. I want uh, to play. Pickleball's pretty pretty cool. I enjoy it. I was in Florida for Thanksgiving, and there was a gym I went to with my friends, and there's some old men in the back playing pickleball, and I'm like, I think I'd rather be doing that than lifting weights so right now. I I, uh, I I got a I got a Christmas gift, and it was a pickleball racket. And it has nothing but pictures of pickles that are like pissed off on it. <laughs> uh, is that from your mother? No, it was not from my mother. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, <laughs> I thought it was kind of funny. <laughs> so again, to tie this back into what we started talking about, the fin scooter. Uh, there's no price point on it yet. Yeah, the, uh, it's actually fairly reasonable. What uh, what Sun Mountain's doing uh, is they are they are basically selling it to you for for like a few hundred dollars or something like that. And then there's some sort of price sharing within each rental that they that they have built into the contract. So it's it's actually uh, fairly fairly uh, affordable. So a place like Kirtland Country Club, they could buy twenty of them and then rent them out. For... Yeah, if, if, if they do wish to do so. Yeah. yeah. I know uh, a course in Springfield, Ohio, uh, Wendy Knoll, they, uh, they had bought the, uh, uh, the uh, hovercraft. Remember when Bubba was going around in a hovercraft? Yeah. Yeah. No one went out and bought one of those. I don't think they had it very long, but yeah. <laughs> that whole idea was dumb. <laughs> And I, I try not to be the grumpy. The grumpy Get guy, off my I, lawn, golf people! So I've gotten yelled at. I played on golf courses. Uh, there was someone in Florida where guys like if you hit a ball in their yard, you couldn't oh, retrieve yeah, it. Yeah, uh, you you live on a golf like, course, buddy. What do you expect? Stop. And then I had a suing the, I had a the course every time your house gets hit, buddy. Come on now. And I had a drunk friend who proceeded to just launch balls into this dude's house. <laughs> Uh, that's uh, that's not a good thing, but uh, that's funny though. <laughs> not, not one of my prouder <laughs> I'm sure it probably was. <laughs> I enjoyed it because I also had a couple beers with me as well. But uh, later on, not so much. So we have the uh, we have the tiger effect. We have the fin scooter, or as my notes say, the golf bag motorcycle. Yeah, yeah. and uh, so. We have Tory Pines. We talked about that a little bit already. Tory Pines, a farmer's insurance open. It's not the start of the golf season, but it kind of is the start of when people start watching golf because that's when golf starts being televised nationally. I can catch it on CBS uh, this weekend, Saturday and Sunday. And then uh, because the Waste Management Phoenix Open, uh, that's on NBC the following week, wraps up on Super Bowl Sunday. And I have a friend of mine down there, uh, Andy, who works uh, – works the bars on 16, 17, and 18. Uh-huh. He goes down there, and he's basically a barback, which if anyone doesn't know what a barback is, it's the guy who retrieves ice, stocks shelves, 
and he'll come home with a chunk of money somewhere in the thousands. And um, all for doing that. And he goes down there and I had mentioned about going down there, possibly me and you going down there um, to see it one of these days. And he's like, dude, it is, it is, it's a madhouse. It's just a drunk. Yeah. I don't know if you and I would enjoy that too much. I think it's, I think it's probably one of those things where you just have to mark it off your list. You you got to do it once. Yeah. Yeah, so, So, Maybe you and I can can work in a spring training waist open thing. Maybe who knows? But uh, just going through the golf schedule for the rest of the year, uh, you have the Pebble Beach Pro Am, of course, which is you know traditional now. It's kind of the thing. They've also reorganized the majors this year to where they play um, the PGA Tour Championship is being played in May now. So they re- they had to shuffle some things around. Uh, the players is now back in March. March 14th love that and 17th. move. Love it going back to March. Do you have a reason? Uh, because in April, or no, not when do they normally play? They normally played it in May. Yeah, because it was around Mother. It was, it yeah, was it was it was uh, Mother's Day weekend. The weather was too good. Back in when they played it in March, you know there was always rounds where you know the weather weather got in the way. Uh, the probably the most famous one of the most famous shots in the tournament history is Davis Love in the uh, trees on the left of 18 hitting a, or not or not on 18 but on 16 uh, hitting a a big old draw out of there and knocking it on the green wearing a wearing a rain suit and totally soaked so I know those those were some of my my best memories of watching golf and learning to love it I guess oh yeah and for uh, for you who don't know. What the players' championships? It's to its annual uh, tournament at TPC Sawgrass in Ponte Vedra uh, Beach, Florida, and it has the 17th Green Island Green, uh, probably one of the most famous holes in golf. Um, and the thing is, it, and Andy, you can speak this a little better than I can. It doesn't. It's not a hard hole. There's nothing hard about the hole. Just put it on the green. Yeah. But it turns into what it, it turns into what it yes. is. I think more so than yeah, anything. Yeah, it's uh, it's only like 120 yards. It's a uh freaking gap wedge for the most people so uh uh you know and the green's huge for the most part so these guys they get up there and you know it's an easy it's an easy green to hit but you know you add pressure and you know thirty thousand people sitting around you and eh, things things get a little tight and then uh yeah your you know your backs and your legs and your everything else starts getting tight so I can definitely see where they're going from. Um, covering some of the, the WGC or the World Golf Classic uh, events, there's the Mexico Championship in a place I'm not going to try to pronounce, Mexico City. <laughs> uh, that's February 21st and 24th. Uh, Phil won that last yes. year. Yes, golf or Club de Golf Chapultepec. Chapultepec. There you go. Uh, sure. I took two and a half Perfect. years of Spanish. I took two years of spent of uh, French and remember how to say hello. My name is Bob. Ah, uh, see, that's see. it. Yeah, I, uh, I just Adam I just, went, I just went into German too. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, the other WBC is March twenty seventh and thirty first. Uh, that's the match play, which is one of my. I enjoy that. I really do. <laughs> I enjoy the idea of match yeah, play. Yeah, I got, uh, I got mixed. I got mixed feelings about that. Part of me likes it because the way they play it, they play it during March. Yeah, Madness. well, right so after it, it for the most part. Yeah, the tournament's twenty seventh to thirty first, so it's in that yeah. time frame. Well, I think last year it was like right after. I think they kind of mixed it or switched it up a little bit. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I, I enjoy like the uh, the the talk around it and stuff, but you know, Saturday and Sunday it gets kind of boring because. If there's not many people on the golf course, so there's a lot of fill time. Which, yeah. I'm, one thing that now that they had the fill and Tiger exposition tournament thing there uh, after Thanksgiving, maybe they would think about micing the guys up and doing something along those lines on Saturday, Sunday, to where you could kind of make it more of a thing. Yeah. Again, you'd have to guys to agree to it. Yeah. Whatnot. Well, they uh, they are now doing uh, on course interviews now during the round, so maybe that'll add something to it. That might either 
be very good or very well bad. the person the person has to agree to it so they're not going to throw someone up there who just dunked one into the ocean or whatever and they're gonna yeah you know. so yeah all right then uh continuing on other big events at the masters 11th to the 14th of april in uh, good old augusta national golf club uh reigning champ patrick reed the man with the worst family problems this side of alabama <laughs> what, what what does that mean? This side of Alabama, everyone on the West Coast has family issues. <laughs> no, everyone in Alabama has family yeah, issues. Okay, whatever. That's because they're all one big old family, right? Exactly. <laughs> you said this stuff for me. Uh, PGA Championship is uh, May sixteenth to the nineteenth. Beth Page. Uh, that is a public course, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Right, Andy? And that's a big deal because you don't play a lot of PGA Tour events on public yeah, courses. Yeah, back in the uh, back about ten years ago, you really didn't. Now you're you're starting to find that uh, that they're being more accepting of going to the public places. But yeah, uh, May thirtieth through the tw- uh, May thirtieth through the second of June is the Memorial. That's in Muirfield, in Dublin, Ohio, suburb of uh, Columbus. Uh, Never got to go. Never got. Never made it down there. Uh, definitely something I want to do one of these days once I move back to Ohio, if I ever move back to Ohio. Uh, June thirteenth to the sixteenth, the U.S. Open is at Pebble Beach this year. It's kind of tur- Pebble Beach is getting the getting the event often, kind of like St. Andrews does for the Open Championship. Yeah, a little bit. I've never been out there, so uh, I have no clue, you know, what it is. But I feel like. With me not, you know, being out there, I still kind of feel like it's a little bit overhyped, I guess. But hey, whatever. Yeah, I mean, everything you see looks cool, but you know, we'll see. Uh, June eight, July eighteenth to the twenty first, the new last major of the year, Open Championship, will be played at Royal Portrush Golf Club in Portrush, Northern Ireland. I'm surprised um, you knew what NIRA meant. Anyway, <laughs> I'm a scholar. <laughs> I was expecting you to go like Norway. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be the British Open. Well, then it's not. Uh, then you go into the. It's not the British Open. It is. It yeah. isn't. Whatever. But you go into the. Uh, now, correct me if I'm wrong. The there's four events in the FedEx Cup. No, no, no. Actually, oh yeah, yeah. They're. Uh... No, they've changed it actually. So is it this Northern Trust BMW yeah, tour? The uh, they it's now three. Last year it was four. Now they broke it down to three. But uh, you skipped over probably the the biggest tournament that I want to talk about is the World Golf Championships FedEx St Jude Invitational. Completely missed that because it's the week after the yeah, Open, and a lot it. of the players are going to completely miss it too because it's the week after the 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 Open and. Uh, then you have to fly back from yeah from and, the uh, from the and open. they moved it away from Great Firestone Country Club. It's now being played. It's it completely changed the name of it. It's now the FedEx St Jude's Invitational yes. WGC. Yep. It's a T- TPC Southwinds in uh, Memphis, Tennessee. Yep. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure they'll still do the the money raising for St Jude's like they have in the past, and that's all well and good. Oh, yeah. uh, it was, it was yeah. nothing but a money grab by the PGA Tour because FedEx is giving them all that money for the FedEx Cup, and uh, FedEx wanted their own tournament, so uh, they they took it away from Firestone, which I'm upset about. <laughs> so when Doral lost his tournaments because of. Of President well, Trump, right? it's thing. because no one wanted to sponsor the tournament anymore. Uh, because of things. That were yeah, so- they they all the sponsors wanted to wash their hands clean of of what was going on. So really, they which they is lost either- it because of lack of sponsorship. So yeah, yeah. so then that happens. That is what it is. But um, what was the reason behind leaving Firestone other than the money grab? Uh, Could there be well, also they 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 kind of left. Uh, uh, Doral because of the redo. No one liked the redo at all. So, yeah. yeah. But uh, reasoning behind the Firestone move really is because of FedEx. So they took a course like Firestone that yep. I haven't heard of. It. I've never been there. Never golfed it. But I've heard. You've never heard anything bad about no, it. No. No. Uh, you know, it's one of Tiger Woods' favorite courses. So, and it's it. I honestly, I don't, I don't see it lasting long. 
you'll find a way to get back well to the, the senior the senior tour is going to firestone uh for the senior player champion championship uh which i don't i don't even i think it's i think it's in july i think don't quote me on that i have no clue but uh yeah so they'll be going there it's a, it's a major on the senior tour so uh one thing with uh this golf tournament or golf championship year that is uh different also this year is it ends before the football season starts. Yeah. Um, it ends the 25th of August. Yeah. And do you think that's solely based on they lost a bunch of viewers once football started? Uh, yeah, I think that's probably the case. Um, well, and it's because it's in Georgia, and if you play, no one's showing up to a game during college football Saturday in Georgia. Yeah. No one's showing up to a golf yeah, course. Yeah, uh, that's true. Uh, I I I I want to see how this plays out because one, it shrunk the schedule, so everyone's got to change their schedule and figure out what they're playing because they're not going to want to play six weeks in a row. And uh, so I I'm I'm curious to see how that plays out. Also, I'm curious to see uh, the uh, how they're planning to do the wraparound schedule for next year as well. Uh, seeing if they're going to boot bump it up or if we're going to have a a few weeks in between the uh, start of the next year and uh, and the end of this year. So when you say wraparound schedule, that's when the the season starts, basically right after it ends. Yeah, right? this is how uh, basically how the the old fall swing uh, turned into the new opening of the year the last few years. Which is, I mean, I get it, I understand it, but there's definitely some things to. Uh, to watch this year in golf, and that was why we did this little rundown. Um, so far, we've had a handful of tournaments. Uh, Xander Shoffley, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, yep. has he's already won two tournaments: yeah. uh, a, w, a WGC HSBC Championship in Shanghai, and he also won the Century Tour of Champions at uh, Kapalua, Maui, Hawaii. Yep. And uh, we, there's also a two-time winner on tour already this year in. Uh, uh, Matt Kuchar. Yes, and the uh, the man who's never aged because he's got to be ninety years old by now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it looks honestly it looks like there's it's going to be a good uh, a good season. Before we get out of here, let's run down the golf rankings. Got them pulled up here. Uh, Justin Rose, number one. Brooks, is how do you pronounce his last name? Brooks Kepka. 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 Like it's, I always want to call him Kopka. Yeah, just take the O out. Yeah. So we got Brooks Kepka at number two, Justin Dustin Johnson at three, Justin Thomas at four, Bryson DeChambeau at five, Xander Shoffley, John Rom, Rory McIlroy six to eight, followed up by Francisco Molinari and Tony Finau, the pride of the state of Utah. He's the only, only person on the PGA Tour from the state of Utah as a member of – I guess a rental Utonian or Utahan, I guess. What? <laughs> uh, I live here. I live in Utah, so I don't consider this home. Yeah. Uh, but you got to have some pride for the local. Uh, even though he's Samoan, so, you know, either or, whatever. A lot of Samoans out here um, has, something to, has stuff to do with well, LDS and the, the Mormon church and whatnot. But yeah, there's a lot of some Samoans out in the Utah area for sure. So one last thing. Yeah. Uh, Give me a golfer to watch this year who might uh, – people might not be thinking. Uh, so a surprise pick? Yeah, just someone who either has been there before and fell or we've never I'm heard of. I'm going Mark Leishman, the Australian. He's uh, – He's currently makes 16th in the world. Yeah, but no one really you – know, no one pays attention to him. He's, he's kind of on the cusp of being uh, a great player, even though you know, he is a great player. He's 16th in the world. But no one really ever thinks about him. So I think, uh, uh, I think uh, he's going to be a, a breakout player. I got, uh, I got some money on him to win the Masters. Uh, so, uh, I think he's going to be the the breakout player this year. Um, I will be in Vegas uh, a couple of weeks. If you do want me to actually put money, no, down. no, I already do have money down in Vegas on him. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, my my pick um, as the more so of a novice than what, what you would consider yourself is. Um, Brent Snedeker had a pretty good end of 2018. Snedeker! So I can see him doing something, as well as B- Billy Horschel. Um, he had the, those few couple good 
very good years, and then it kind of fell off. The good years were what, 14, 15? Well, really, he had a, a stretch of about four weeks where he played well. Like, even those years weren't really that good. He only played well for those few weeks. Uh, I, I, my personal feelings on Billy is that he, he just still really can't keep it together mentally, I think. He's, he's this generation's Kevin Na. <laughs> no, 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 I wouldn't say it's that. I just think he's, he's too, uh, he, uh, it, he's too, I want to, I don't want to say tightly wound. I just think he gets fired up too much still. I have turned off tournaments because Kevin Na had the lead. Why? <laughs> Watching him golf, especially it was 2012. Yeah, he's, he's he's not that way anymore. He's he's quickening the pace, and he's uh, very uh, he's got a self-deprecating humor about him. He he he's, he won't shy away from making fun of how he used to be. Well, he's ranked 51st in the world, so. Kevin, if you want me to love you, I need you to get up there close. He, need, he needs to come back with Charlie Wee so they can get grouped together again. Wee-na. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you say we wrap this up, Andy? I still need to go make dinner. <laughs> so uh, that's it for the first official episode of From the Bunker. I'm Bob Marshall. He's Andy Deer. Uh, share this with your friends. Let people know we're here. Uh, as you see, the, the format we're following is very random. Uh, we're just two friends from middle school who stayed friends over the years. and We're just here having a good time. And it will center around golf, but like we did before, we'll throw some baseball, baseball, football, basketball kind of stuff in there as well. So share this with your friends. Let them know we're here. I'm, uh, I'm, hoping, our, Bob Marshall. I'm hoping this turns into, uh, into glitter. You uh, you share it with your friends, and your friends just can't ever get rid of it. It's always just stuck on them. There's other things to stick in, yeah, but that's for a more adult version of the show as well. <laughs> so, like I said, for Bob, right? Uh, rephrase that. For Andy Deer, I'm Bob Marshall. Have a great day. <laughs>